You're listening to Pombo and Peter's Picks, the home of your favorite sports betting podcast, presented by The Daily Goat. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pombo and Peter's Picks. I'm Jason Pombo, joined as always by Peter Alves. Peter, how are we doing today? And I think this is the first show in, I'd say, close to a month where we don't have a guest. I know. No guest, no Nate, no Dylan, no Carr, no, no, no Matt. Matt. Yep. And uh, yeah, I mean, fun fact, we'll have TJ on next week. So there you go. And then uh, when's Carr being on? Like a month from now? Yeah, Carr is probably going to make his appearance, I would say, in three or four episodes from now. But you're right. Uh, TJ Albin of Cheap Talk Wrestling is going to be on with us next week. He's actually going to WrestleMania. Shocker. Uh, shocker. For like, I don't know, maybe the fourth or fifth straight year. So he is, WrestleMania is not this Saturday. It's next Saturday. So we're going to have him on next week's episode. And Hey, we got out of that, right? <laughs> yeah, we are not. We will not be there, Peter. Nope. We, uh, we will not be in attendance. We have a prior commitment. Yeah, this. Exactly. Fun fact, I had a dream about all of you. Well, not all of you, but Jason, you, Matt, and TJ. It was it was about the Vegas thing. We're in Vegas again. Did TJ and Matt fight about how to get back to the hotel again? I don't remember anything. I just remember it was just being like a hangover. Not as bad, but like just sport pen. Did we survive? Yeah, we did all survive. Good, good. There you go. But yeah, if you're if you're into wrestling, then you're uh, next week's your episode because we're going to talk some WrestleMania. Uh, TJ has a lot of things he wants to talk about. Um, we don't want to spoil it, but uh, yeah, he's going to give his WrestleMania predictions, preview it, talk about and other I don't things that have been going on. If I don't see a CDW uh, episode next week, what are they doing? It's true. It's true. Hopefully it's coming. Hopefully it's coming. All right, Peter. So lucky for you, we're not really, we don't really have any NFL stuff on the docket this week, Peter. Yes. Uh, this... Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Peter is very happy. We are going to have some college basketball talk, talk about March Madness. It's been a great tournament so far. Uh, and then we're going to get into some MLB stuff. We're going to give our predictions for the World Series along with some predictions for MLB awards. So just a little bit of a backstory here, back to March Madness. We are all in a March Madness uh, bracket challenge on ESPN, right? Um, and Peter is actually in first place. Bro, I was so good. Like, you don't even know. Obviously, we got the Purdue wrong. Memphis, that killed me. No, literally killed me. Well, other than that, I mean, it was a perfect, even second round, too, other than Memphis. Stupid Yukon keeps going. Mm. And then Arizona right. sucks, but that's fine. So, put this so there's 20 people on this in this, right? Peter is in first place, and he's in first place with. Memphis being out in the first round, that was his team that was good, that he picked to win. Obviously, Peter's not going to win the, the thing, but he's been leading ever ever since the whole tournament started last week. I'm hey, in 13th. I could. I could. I could. You could. I'm in 13th. Uh, I was up in the top three for the opening week. Like me and Peter, I think we started our bracket like six for six or seven for seven. And then uh, obviously we got kind of messed up when Princeton ended up winning. Um, and then Purdue won, and then a couple other upsets. Purdue lost, and a couple other upsets occurred, and I kind of fell to the bottom. But, yeah, you've been pretty uh, consistent this whole way, Peter. And uh, how much of the tournament have you watched? Have you enjoyed it? I've watched uh, some of it. I've watched uh, I, I watched the Memphis game, obviously. I, I, I enjoy Mount Fernandez. I've watched the Alabama game. I watched Providence absolutely get smoked versus Kentucky. 
Rip. Yep. But I mean, other than that, bits and pieces. Maybe not. Have you watched like the whole thing? I mean, there's no way to watch the whole whole. Yeah, thing. there's no way to watch. Yeah, obviously for our work schedules and that sort of thing. But I watched a lot of it on Friday, like the Friday nightcap. Like I watched like the like the five o'clock game, the seven o'clock game, the ten o'clock. Not like I kind of. That's what I did a lot of the time on Friday. Um, but I think the tournament's been pretty good, Peter. I've enjoyed a lot of it. It feels to me it's been a healthy balance of upsets along with some uh, star teams doing what everybody anticipated. Like, we've had the upsets. Like, Princeton is now in the Sweet 16. Um, we've had teams like Arkansas in the Sweet 16 that Justin accurately predicted on the show last week. You see him kind of boast about that on Twitter. Yeah, even though that Marquette lost. so Yeah, even though it was a winner loss, but yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I digress. But you've also had teams that, uh, like Houston and Alabama, that people expect to be there, that are there uh, as number one seeds. You've had upsets. Purdue lost in the first round. Um, nobody saw that. I shouldn't say nobody saw so that. So Purdue, coming. right. So, like, they lost to St. Peter's, like, two years ago. They lost they to, did. like, a 14 seed three years ago. Like, Purdue sucks, right? Yeah, I'm now. I believe they're a bunch of chokers now. They, this year they lost to uh, Fairleigh Dickinson, a uh, 16 seed. Do you know how that tournament, that team got into the tournament? Have you heard that? Yeah, because you, uh, what's your McCall? It can't even join. Merrimack. Right? Yeah, Merrimack. Merrimack they, right? yeah. yeah. So that whole thing is crazy. But yeah, Purdue lost. And I don't know if you caught that game, but Purdue choked that game away. Like their shooters were afraid to shoot. Their no, I watched were, it right. Like, yeah, scared. I watched it right at the end because I didn't want to watch a 16 versus one. And then I was like, wow. They're yeah. actually gonna win, and then I turned it off. So. It was tell you what, you're right. Purdue bunch of chokers, and I understand about. I understand now how a lot of people anticipated that they would lose early on. I had them in the final four. I was wrong. Oh. Of my final four, the uh, only two teams left standing are Alabama and UCLA. How many do you have standing? I got three. I got Creighton still. I got Memphis. I mean, not Memphis. I got ah. Houston, and I got Gonzaga. Okay, so yeah, you're in a pretty good. You're in pretty good shape. Uh, tournament's been a lot of fun. Uh, I've enjoyed it. And I, hopefully the sweet 16 also provides that. Uh, so Peter, we decided to that. We, okay. So the tournament returns this Thursday, right? There's games Thursday and games on Friday. So we are going to predict two games on Thursday and two games on Friday. And that's going to be our four picks of the week. Getting back to picking games for the first time, I think since the super bowl. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think so. Yeah. On the podcast for sure. So we'll see how we do. Uh, Peter, since you're first place in our bracket challenge, uh, why don't you lead off? Give me your first pick of the day on Thursday. All right, Thursday, I have UConn minus five. I think they're just going to keep on rolling versus Arkansas. I don't think Arkansas can play a lot of defense. I think UConn all the way around has good defense, good shooters. Maybe it's Connecticut's year. I don't know. Could be. in Connecticut, of course, they've been, I shouldn't say a, a program that's been on the down for the last couple of years, but they won the national championship in what year was that? 2000. 12, 2014. Baylor? Yeah, whatever it was. It was a long time ago, and they won, and they haven't really been able to elevate since. And they've been quietly a team that has kind of been uh, off people's radar. I know Matt Cunha, our our famous graphics individual, had them to win the whole tournament. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Matt, where's your ticket? Ah. Speaking of the ticket, listen, I sent Dylan a ticket of uh, Memphis because he called me out. Does he oh, have a he did, yes. For, does he have a ticket for uh, who he picked? I'm going to go with no. I'm I'm not sure. That's a good question. I know oh, he's, he's got had, Alabama. So. I don't know if he has a future ticket. I know he's been he's been dabbling around in uh, matchups and all that sort of thing. 
Buy I have a Creighton ticket at plus four thousand. Nobody say anything. I well, I haven't said crap. I mean, you shouldn't have said that because now they're going to lose to Princeton. Yeah, I know. Sorry. So my first pick Thursday, I'm going to go with Michigan State minus two. Uh, Michigan State's playing Kansas State. Michigan State coming in as a seven seed. Kansas State as a three seed. Michigan State, right? I th- I told you last week they were an underrated team, uh, and I think the first two rounds have displayed that. Uh, specifically last round when they beat Marquette. Marquette, who was a two seed. I like Michigan State to get to the Elite Eight, and I also like them to get to the Final Four. So I'm taking Michigan State minus two. They are an underrated Cinderella story, as I had on last week's graphic. Yeah, that side of the bracket, I mean, anybody can win. Seriously, you look at the East. Um, Nine seed Florida Atlantic, four seed Tennessee, three seed Kansas State, seven seed Michigan State. And if you want to like be upset if you're... Uh, the NCAA, this was the side of the bracket where they could have had Purdue, Duke, Kentucky, and Marquette. You know, that that all could have happened, and it didn't. Instead, they're left with Florida Atlantic, uh, Tennessee, Kansas State. Michigan State's a good program, but you know what I mean. You, you get the gist. Yeah. What's your next pick for Thursday? Uh, I have FAU at plus five versus Tennessee. I don't think Tennessee is that good. They barely escaped Louisiana the first round, and then maybe they destroyed Duke. But I think FAU will give them a chance. I think that line's too short. If you want to actually bet on a real thing, bet on the under in every single of these games. I saw a stat. It's, like, insane. Yeah, no, I've seen that as well. Um. My take on Tennessee, I agree with you. I do think they're overrated, despite being in the Sweet 16. They just barely got past Louisiana. Uh, I I know you look at the score, and they beat Duke, but I think it was 13 points. I think it was 65-52. But that game, Tennessee kind of mucked it up. Uh, It was a very physical game, and Duke kind of couldn't, they couldn't match it. And I think ultimately that's why they lost. I don't think Tennessee's very good. I agree with you. But uh, I'm going to go a little bit different. I'm going to take UCLA. I had them in my Final Four. I'm going to double down, on, double down on them here. I like them at minus two against Gonzaga. Gonzaga's a very veteran. They have a lot of veterans on that team. Everybody knows Drew Timmy. He's like a 12th-year senior by now. But uh, I like UCLA to come out there and win. They're a team that I felt that a lot of people were underrating entering this tournament, uh, and they've dominated every step of the way. And I like them to beat Gonzaga, uh, and I like them to get to the Final Four, along with Michigan State. I think is a team that has some good guard play. They can shoot the ball, defend. They are a team that might be the quietest two seed uh, that was in this tournament. Yeah, I like that. Uh, pre, pre-picking March Madness, I had them going all the way. I'll tell you what, I was I almost picked them to win the whole thing. I was very close, but I ultimately I had them losing in the Final Four. And Like I said this last week, in two separate occasions, they had a 12-game win streak during the year and then a 10-game win streak during the year. They're consistent. They play well. And I think they're going to beat Gonzaga. It's going to be a great game. That should be the game of the week, you would think. I hope, anyway. It's two teams that look at you're a two seed and a three seed. Gonzaga, uh, filled with veterans. They haven't been able to get over the hump. And UCLA, a team that's a two seed that, you know, again, if you want to base it on Vegas odds, they should be in the Final Four. When you look at that West bracket between Arkansas, UConn, Gonzaga, UCLA, UCLA is absolutely favored to get to the Final Four of those four teams. Okay, what, let's transition to Friday, Peter. What do you like so, for Friday? This is not because I have a plus 4,000 ticket. This isn't. But Creighton, I don't know if we're doing premium pick of the week, but Creighton minus 10, premium pick of the week. I think Princeton's going to run out of gas. I think, listen, Cinderella story is great. 
literally beat Arizona. Good on them. And obviously Missouri, they literally destroyed Missouri. But I, I think that Creighton, what I liked them in the beginning, I mean, they can three-point shoot. They can rebound. They can hit their free throws. They cannot play defense. But that's okay. I'm going to agree with you, Peter, and I don't love it, but I, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to ride with you here. I like Creighton as well uh, at minus 10. Usually with these Cinderella stories, the Sweet 16 is usually when they're uh, usually when the luck runs dry, and I ultimately think that's what's going to happen in this game. Creighton's defense is a concern. Now they let up 76 points to Baylor last last game, uh, and Princeton can shoot. You know, Princeton's a physical team. They can shoot the ball, uh, and their offense has been in display during this tournament. Princeton scored 78 points against Missouri uh, last game, and then they scored 59 points against Arizona. Uh, and Arizona was known for their pretty good stingy defense, and they beat Arizona. But I agree with you. I think Creighton's shooting will be too much, and I think Creighton advances to the Elite Eight, minus 10. I'll ride with you. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I'm an pick. I'm sorry. Everybody in the world has Alabama, so I just got to go to the other side. San Diego State plus eight. That's that's the only other reason. I mean, everybody in our bracket either has Alabama or somebody that hasn't been out yet. And I said it in the beginning, but if Alabama doesn't win the South, especially now, it's the biggest upset like of all time. Yeah, and for that reason, I'm going to pick Alabama. I picked them to win the whole thing, and I'm going to stick by it now. Taking them at minus seven and a half. That'll be my premium pick of the week. San Diego State is a team that I know a lot of people expected to be on upset alert round one. Uh, they got by Charleston, uh, and then they got back. They got past my guys, uh, Furman. Uh, they beat the crap out of Furman. And uh, Alabama's a different breed, man. Alabama, they've been dominant offensively this tournament. Scored 96 points against Texas A&M, CC, and then they beat Maryland 73-51. to 51. Uh, Putting up, again, you average that out, like 80 points a game. I expect this to be an offensive showcase for them. Uh, and Alabama's too good at this point to lose at this stage. You're right. It would be a monumental disappointment to lose to San Diego State, and I just can't see it happening. I like Alabama here. I like them big. And hopefully they can win the whole thing because that's who I picked. <laughs> you have a ticket for that? Bama, no. I do not. No. No, you know how it is. Who's your Elite Eight? How's your Elite Eight looking before? Okay. Let's pull this thing up right here. I have Alabama Creighton. Nice. Houston, Texas. Nice. Uh, Memphis, rip. Michigan State, Kansas, rip. Uh, versus Gonzaga, and yeah, it's pretty so good. Too. I, mine isn't bad either. I have um, Alabama in my elite eight still in. I have Creighton in my elite eight still in. I had Purdue L. I have Michigan State possible. I had Indiana L. I had Texas A and M L. I had Kansas L. And I had UCLA who's still in. So what is that? Four? Texas A and M. Holy crap. I know, man. I know. That was a team I thought was going to get to the Final Four. I picked them to get to the Final Four. I thought they were a real sleeping giant in this tournament. I thought they were given a crappy seed. I thought they deserved to be a little bit higher. Texas A&M was in the SEC title game against Alabama. I know they lost, but they were there. They also beat Alabama in the regular season, and they beat Tennessee. So I expected them to go on a run, and I was real wrong. It was sort of like your Memphis pick. There were two picks that just did not pan out. It's true. It's true. I should have picked Creighton to win the whole thing. Sorry, Everybody loves Creighton, you know. Uh, Justin's high on Creighton as well. They've really been dominant this tournament. I expect that this week too. So we will see how that goes, Peter. Also, before we transition transition into um, uh, MLB awards, uh, I was looking at our our bracket challenge, right, Peter? And did you see the the variety of teams that were kind of picked? Let me just go through this here. Memphis. No, I know teams. I'm the only one that had Memphis because yeah. that's the only had, way you can win. Yep. 
you had Memphis, we have a Kansas, Bama, Purdue, Bama, UConn, Texas, Kansas State, still can't believe you got him, Kansas, Purdue, Houston, Kansas, Bama, Kansas, Marquette, Arizona, Kentucky, Houston, Gonzaga, Gonzaga. So how many teams are left of that? Bama, Bama, UConn, Texas, Kansas State. Houston. And Houston, yeah. Yeah. We shall see how that uh, unfolds, Peter. All right, want to transition to some MLB awards? So last week we did not talk any MLB, but the previous weeks we broke down and previewed the National League with Big Nate, of uh, Big Talk with Big Nate. That was a lot of fun. We did the American League with... Oh, yeah, we did Dylan. Dylan was part of the NL show, right? Yeah. And then the American League, we also had Matt Cooney on, and that was a lot of fun. So this week we're going to do awards. And um, I don't know about you, Peter. I'm confident in a couple of these. A couple of these I'm not, but we're also going to give our World Series picks. We did not do that in the previous show. So we'll save the World Series picks for last. But why don't we start off with the AL MVP? Would you like to lead off? AL, well, it's MVP. It's not. Wait, is it AL and all? All right, fun fact, I don't have an NL MVP. AL MVP oh. will be the easiest one. I've been banging on this drum. If Shohei Otani can stay healthy, he should win MVP every single year. As, well, Peter uh, surfaces around for his National League MVP. My American League MVP, I'm going to take Vlad Guerrero Jr. at plus 1,200. I kind of hinted at that a couple weeks ago. I think Vlad Jr. is going to have a great year. Uh, I think he's really going to make his mark this coming year, and I like him to win the MVP. I love the Shohei pick as well, Peter. Uh, everybody knows how dynamite Otani can be. It's just so um, boring just picking Otani, but like I know it's boring. That's why I didn't want to do. He it. can pitch like thirty different. times and then just hit like thirty home runs. Like how can he not win? So if you wouldn't, let's say Otani's off the board. Who is who would you pick? Um. Yeah, probably. That's too easy to. Uh probably Vlad. Like, I thought you were gonna say Trout. <laughs> no. I don't think he'll ever win anything ever. He'll you be the what? reason why the team USA loses tonight too. Damn. So if uh when this releases on Wednesday, uh team USA will already have lost, according to Peter. All right. Uh as Peter looks for his National League MVP, I'll I'll lead off Peter. I'm gonna go with Ronald Acuna Jr. at plus eight fifty. Uh, I think he's gonna be the best player in the National League. I think we've seen him kind of burst on the scene the last couple of years. I expect the same sort of thing this year out of Acuna Jr. Uh, and I think the Braves are going to be a very good team, and I think he's going to be a big reason why. Uh, he, look, he's heavily favored, but I still think he has some good value at plus 850. You know, he's not the number one favorite. Uh, he's coming off a, a relatively disappointing year by his standards, um, and I think he's going to really have a, a great year. I think he's probably – so what did he hit last year? 15 home runs, 50 RBIs. That was his total – what did he hit? Yeah, he was coming off the ACL. Yeah. Coming off the ACL. Um, I think this year he is back to being the Ronald Acuna Jr. of 2019, 2021 as well. I love that. I love that. All right, my pick, I have Manny Machado, plus 1,500. He just got paid. I think the Padres is going to light the world on fire. And that's about it. He's going to hit 30 home runs. He's going to probably have like 110, 120 RBI with that offense. So hopefully he can stay healthy. That's all. How is Tatis plus 1,000? He's going to play. Yeah, I saw that. I feel like that's just a throwaway line where you kind of look at him for name brand alone. You know what I mean? Like, I so, don't even think he's going to be healthy, is he? Yeah, I don't think he's going to be there the early part, but his his name alone brings uh, 
tickets. It's probably the best way to say it. Uh, all right, you want to transition to AL Cy Young? Let's do it. All right. You want to lead off? Yeah, I don't like any of these Cy Young picks at all. So I'm going to pick Dylan Cease from the White Sox. I think the Ooh. White Sox are going to bounce back. Ah. Uh, they're all, they're all uh, kind of... They're all kind of young, so I like him. He had a, like a sub two ERA last year. He's gonna be a top five pitcher this year. So. I told you the White Sox are gonna be contenders. I think they have a shot to win that division. Uh, I, they're gonna get in the wild card, in my opinion. And uh, I like that pick a lot, Peter. I'm gonna go a little different here. I'm gonna go. What was his odds, by the way? It was plus nine hundred. Wow, so okay, he has better odds than I'm the person I'm picking. I'm picking Framber Valdez from the Houston Astros at plus 1,500. Uh, look, Houston, of course, lost Justin Verlander in the offseason. They're going to need somebody to step up, and I think Valdez can do that. Coming off an, an all-star year, he's only, what, 29 years old. Uh, Valdez is coming off a year which he was 17-6. and six. He had a 282 ERA, pitched over 200 innings, uh, and I expect them to lead that Houston Astros rotation. You could make that case for a number of guys on the Astros team right now, but I think he's going to be the one that really steps up uh, and posts like a 2.50 ERA would be something like that. Uh, I like him at plus 1,500. All right, for the NL side, I don't like this either, but I have Spencer Strider. Uh, I have the Braves. High on the Braves this year. I, I think he should have won uh, it last year. He had a sub-2 ERA, 0.99 whip. He's not becoming star too. He just uh, made his big league debut two years ago. So it's the wave of the young pitchers. So interesting. So what was his odds? I don't. I feel like I missed that. What'd you say? It's plus nine fifty. Plus nine fifty. All right. So I'm gonna go with. I. I don't. You're probably gonna hate this pick. I'm gonna go with Cor- Corbin Burns of Milwaukee at plus five fifty. Corbin Burns is somebody who's also already won a Cy Young before. He won it. In, I think it was 2021. Uh, he posted a 11 and five record. He had a two four three ERA, uh, and even last year he was good. He was an all star. He had a two nine four ERA. I like Milwaukee more than I guess everybody else that was on this podcast when we kind of talked about the National League. And I think Burns is going to be a big reason why that Brewers team wins that, or I shouldn't say wins that division, but makes the playoffs. I like him to win the Cy Young at plus five fifty. See, I don't, I don't hate that. Nate would hate, hate that. that. Yeah, Nate, Nate would be like, they're going to win 36 30 games. They suck. God, his hatred for every team in the National League is, is actually funny as hell. I'm pretty sure he said, Phillies, the Braves, the Brewers, the Pirates. The Cubs. The Cubs. The A's, even though he wasn't on that episode. And the Tigers would win like 38 games. It's true. So, Mets going to win 160 and then uh, fill in the rest. Yes, exactly. All right, Peter, let's transition to Rookie of the Year. This, to me, is the most difficult one. It's difficult. Um, let's see if we went chalk. Uh, you want to lead off American League Rookie of the Year? Yeah, it's so hard because, like, normally the people at the top never win. It's usually some someone yeah, prospect even, that's, yeah. like, buried. Obviously in, like, probably the top ten, but he's still buried. Yeah. All right, just out of principle, I have uh, Yoshida. Plus 600 is letting the world on fire for Team Japan. I think he's, like, seven for 19. And if all things goes right, he should win every uh, rookie of the year, even though he's not a rookie, but it's kind of a cheat code. There you go, Matt. Wow. Not a Yankees fan, Matt. Peter I'm or a, Dylan, I'm a, the stupid uh, Photoshop. What the hell yeah. is that? Dylan's getting roasted, man. This whole episode, his his tickets, his everything. Tough. I'm gonna agree with you though, Peter. I'm gonna go with Yoshida at plus six hundred. I think he's got some good value there. We saw what he was able to do, or what he's doing 
at the World Baseball Classic. He is the second best player on that Japan team right now. Uh, he's mashing. He's hitting close to 500, uh, showing some pop, you know, hitting opposite field, doing everything that looks like it could translate. I understand it's the World Baseball Classic, but hey, you know, it's a good start. And to me, it looks like he's going to be an immediate impact player. We'll see where he's slated in the lineup and that sort of thing. But at plus 600, he feels like, I don't want to call it a proven commodity because we don't know yet, but he's somebody that I'd be willing to sort of um, take a real shot at because of his history, because he's been playing, you know what I mean? He's older. He's not a 20-year-old kid. He's not going to be phased by uh, the big leagues, and I I like him at plus 600. To me, it's good value. Don't tell anybody. I'm coming around on the Red Sox. Oh, I think you're – I don't know, Peter. I feel like last week's or two weeks ago, you buried them. Yeah, well. Okay, so, damn, what the, why can I ask you why? I don't know. You know, she just like turning the crap out of the I ball. I told you that Cassis was my whole thing. Fine. Yeah, Peter. Look at you. you she was the reason why I'm excited for this yeah. season. Boom. They gotta fix that pitching stuff still, but that's all Correct. Right. All right. Uh let's do National League Rookie of the Year. All right, it's a straight chalk, Corbin Carroll from my Diamondbacks. So you like know what, Peter? He's like were, top three in the prospect ranking. Yeah. I knew you were taking that. What's his odds? Plus 380. I knew you were going to do that. I, I saw that, and I was like, that's Peter's guy. I'm going to go <laughs> different. I'm going to go uh, Jordan Walker from St. Louis. Uh, he's somebody who is also highly ranked. He's somebody that doesn't have any big league experience yet. I, I don't even think he got up at the end of last year. I, I could be wrong. Um, but he's somebody that a lot of people believe can kind of – I don't want to say surprise people, but he's somebody that can make an immediate impact on that St. Louis Cardinals team. Uh, and I like him a lot. I think he's somebody that's going to really burst onto the scene here. I like him. Do you like him as a player? If you know much I like about him. him. Yeah. yeah. He's 20 years old. He's uh, on the Cardinals. They should win the division. I like it, Peter. I like it. All right. Would you like to talk some World Series? Talk some World Series. <laughs> sure. Let's hit it. I'm very excited for the Yankees pick to win uh, the World Matt, Series. Matt, don't hate me. Matt, do not hate me. Dylan, don't don't be doing that either. All right, uh, just out of principle because I can't have the Yankees win, but I want them in there because they're the best team in the AL. I have the Braves defeating the Yankees at plus seven fifty. I think the Braves are going to light the world on fire. Listen, the Mets are already the Mets. They curse Edwin Diaz. <laughs> probably going to curse Pete Alonso. He's probably going to get hurt today. Well, n- not today, but yesterday today when we're recording this, and the Mets are already going to Mets, and I think the Padres are going to too top heavy. And I think Dodgers are going to go down to earth. So Braves and then Yankees is out of principle. Jose Altuve's hurt for the Astros. And who else do you pick? I mean, if you want to think of like real sleepers. Yeah, I mean, I the, don't know. I mean, the, the White Sox. The White Sox and the Blue Jays would present as two potential sleepers to me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go different than you, Peter. I'm going to take the Padres over the Astros at plus 950. Uh, look, I think the Padres, uh, we saw what they did this offseason. They're loaded between pitching, hitting, and they've sort of went all in. And I feel like this is an opportunity with the Dodgers being sort of, I don't want to say on the decline, but this is the year where I think the Dodgers are the most vulnerable they've been in nearly, what, half a decade? Um, and with that being said, their win total was set at like 94. It's so funny. So they're like, vulnerable, but they're going to win like 95. Yeah, games. like seriously. Like they're going to take a step back and only win 92 games. Like how? what a shame. Um, but I like the Padres. I, I do. I think they're going to win that division. They're going to be a tough out once they're healthy. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they had a slower start to the season. They've had some injuries there, so I wouldn't be surprised if that sort of occurred. Uh, but I like them over the Astros. I think the Astros are the best team in the American League. 
I think their pitching is going to be a big reason why I, like I told you before, Valdez is somebody that I think they're going to be very dependent on. Uh, and look, despite the fact that the Astros have lost a lot of pieces over the last four or five years, they've been able to replenish. They've been able to, you know, get guys up in the system and they still have their core intact. You know, Jose Altuve is still around. Always um, hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he's still in yeah. the vicinity. Bregman, you know, all those guys are still there. Uh, overall, I'll take the Astros to win the American League, uh, and I'll take the Padres to win the National League, and I'm taking the Padres to win the World Series at plus 950. Yeah, I don't hate that because I have the Yankees beating the Astros in the LCS anyway, so I don't hate that. Who would you have in the NLCS? The Braves beating the Padres. So. Oh, is that okay? Yeah. My ALCS is probably going to be... Big the Yankees, <sighs> come on, do it. Mm, no, just, just for the character. Um I would probably take. You know what? I'll get a little. I'll get a little odd for you. I'll take the Astros over the Blue Jays in the ALCS. Astros over the Red Sox. <laughs> I'll take Astros over the Blue Jays in the ALCS. In the NLCS, uh, give me the Padres over the Braves. So that'll be uh, the four teams I believe that we'll see in the championship series. Listen, Any... if we if we would have done this with Nate, I would have bet that on the Mets. That's one thing, but the Mets are the Mets, so you know. Really. Yeah. Interesting. On paper, they're really good. Just about health. Any other baseball takes? So the next time we record, Peter, baseball will be, will be the day. week of opening day. You know, I think opening day is what, next Wednesday or next Thursday? Yeah, I think it's Wednesday for most teams. Thursday for everybody else. Yep. I think we play so, on the Wednesday. I think they too. I think they do too. I think they play Corey Pirates, Kluber, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kluber getting the nod opening day. Hey, Cy Young winner, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, the next, so not this episode, but the episode after, we will have some baseball. So that's very exciting. Uh, any other baseball takes you want to give, Peter, before uh, the season starts and we can't take any of them back? Or two seconds on your sorry, sorry ass Celtics. Oh, my. oh sure. You, you, can, you can you can rip into my Celtics. Oh, my God. I know. No it's, been, it's, been, it's been tough sledding. It's been tough sledding. Down to the All-Star game. It's been tough sledding. I do think they have about a, how many games left? I think they have nine games left. They got to get right here. Ultimately, they're not going to get the one seed, in my opinion. Right now, they're at the two seed, um, and I they need that two seed. They can't fall behind into the three seed. They got to have home court against the Philadelphia 76ers. I do think getting Rob Williams back will help them. I do think they'll ultimately get back on the right track. But you know, I've been back and forth before the season started. I said the Bucks would win the finals. They come out of the East. Then by the midway point, I said the Celtics, and now I'm leaning towards the Bucks. It's tough to really. Buy on the Celtics the way they're playing lately. Uh, again, it's been a roller coaster for this team. They started off twenty-one and five, then they've kind of went in the tank. You look at last year, the early part of the last year, they were really bad. I think they were nineteen and twenty-one. Then they went on this ridiculous run, got to the finals. So, do they have another upswing in them, or is this only down from here? I think it's Barstool's fault because they had their stupid promotion that I literally did for a oh, free five dollars for the five fifty. Yeah. With the Boston, uh, the Bruins, and Celtics, probably. Yeah. Dumb. Could be. Could be. Uh, also, another NBA th- take, Alonzo uh, Ball, your guy, he had knee surgery. Yeah, uh, third time. You can still dance on Instagram, though. I wasn't even going there. But I'll, the point I'm saying is the specific surgery he's had, he is, if he returns to the NBA, he would be the only NBA player in NBA history to return, to return from that surgery. Oh, come on. I mean, do it up, man. We'll see how it goes, right? We will uh, see how it goes. Um, All right, Peter, you ready to get into five questions? Five questions not about football. 
even though we didn't talk about football this show. So look at you. All right, Peter, I got some good ones for you. I think you're going to enjoy this. Okay. We kind of talked about it, Peter, but have question one, have you watched the World Baseball Classic at all? What have you liked or didn't like? A little bit. I, I've watched uh, all U.S. and the like two important Korea games. I mean, I like it because the stars actually play and it actually matters to everybody, even though that like night or on Twitter anyway, it seems like 90% of the people like hate the World Baseball Classic, which mm-hmm. I don't care. They're not forced to play. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm with you. I like it, Peter. I think the product's been good. It's been fun. Um, I think last this week's game between Japan and Korea was really cool. That had a really good ending. Uh, and the U.S. team, it's not like they're like they have some stars. You know, Adam Wainwright, um, Trout. You know, like they've. It's not like they have no names. You know, I, I'm not saying they have all names. Teams. They got Goldschmidt. Yeah, Nato. I mean, you know, who's pitching tonight for the the team USA? Yeah, Wainwright. Is he? No. No. Uh, no. It's I don't it's. Know. It's uh, I don't even remember who it is. Oh, great. Is it Otani on the other side? Yeah, Otani starting on the other side. Oh, yeah. Um, Dan, hang on. Rip. Rip. It is Merrill Kelly. Yep, no idea who that is. There you go. Uh, but yeah, good product. I'm with you, Peter. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I understand the U.S. uh viewership has not really been there, but around the world, it's been crazy. Okay, question to Peter. I'm going to stick on this topic of the World Baseball Classic. Edwin Diaz, who we sort of hinted at, is going to miss the entire season. He kind of <laughs> hurt his knee when celebrating. I've seen this happen before. It happened to Justin Houston when he sacked Brady uh, when he was with the Bears and he did a celebration and he blew out his Achilles. So it's happened. Now, if you're a GM or an owner, do you would you rather that your players not play in the World Baseball Classic because of this? No, because at the end of the day, it's all up to them. And I, I feel like even if they said no, like guys on Puerto Rico, especially, and like teams that actually matter, not the U.S., would be like, go pound sand, I'm doing it. It's like I'm the Olympics. So. Yeah, I'm with you, Peter. I think you're 100% right here. Uh, it's like the Olympics. The, the guy, Alex Verdugo, has talked about it. He's like, I've never had this much fun. Um, look, all these guys love it. They enjoy it. Representing their countries is a cool thing. It's a cool thing in soccer. It's a cool thing in hockey. And I mean, why can't it be a cool thing in baseball? It's a new tournament. I think this is only the third or fourth time it's been being played. I'm with it, though. I I like it a lot. And I understand there's a risk for injury there. But you look at the other side of the coin. I mean, it ramps them up for the season. I know a lot of people have suggested they move it to like November or December. And while that does seem like a logical idea, it has some complications. A, it's not. First of all, this isn't an MLB run like tournament. Like there's other players that play in other leagues that have a say in that sort of thing. Also, you might have guys that are in free agency that might sit out due to a risk of injury. And like I think like if, if you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, and if you're in the World Series, I don't think you want to play another like that too. Yeah. Like month of baseball. For sure. If you just came off of a seven game World Series run, uh exactly. You're you ready to go hop on a plane and go represent Team USA. Uh, I don't think you'd be as excited to do so at that time. And even if you're a free agent, you know what I mean? What if it's before the winter meetings and you you sprain an ankle and you know, it affects Diaz. your market? Yeah. Or you pull an Edwin Diaz and you can, you're can you going to miss the entire year. So you look at that, I think that's ultimately why I like the product and I hope it stays the same. And the Edwin Diaz stuff is unfortunate for sure. Like if you're a Mets fan or you're Edwin Diaz, you got to be pissed. But he didn't even hurt it during the game. He heard it celebrating. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he got hit. Um or ran and he tweaks. Oh, it, he it was him celebrating. It was a freak accident that has happened 
in a lot of different sports and a lot of different ways. Like we saw the thing with Justin. I just said the thing about Justin Houston. Chris Sale fell off a bike. Didn't Robbie Ray like fall down the stairs a couple years ago in training camp and he like hurt himself? Yeah, or like who's that pitcher from the Red Sox that like threw his glove? That yeah, one. you're right. Oh, who was that? You're right. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Exactly. So it, crazy things happen. It's a crazy world. So who knows? All right. Question three, Peter. I'm going to avoid the, the World Baseball Classic here. Uh, Ed Cooley, right? Uh, we talk a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot, but we talk about Providence College hoops here. Uh, Ed Cooley has left Providence College. He went to, he is now the head coach of Georgetown. If you are a Providence College basketball fan, should you be pissed at Ed Cooley? No, because I feel like he brought them as far as he can go. Yeah, I, I don't think that's uh, a bad take. I no, don't know. Right. I mean, yeah. So I'll give you the, the, the little background here. So Ed Cooley made four and a half, uh, reportedly, he made four and a half million dollars a piece. He's going to make five million dollars at Georgetown a year. There isn't a, sub, a substantial difference. Cooley grew up in Providence, the Providence area. He's coached for Providence 11 straight years. He's been around the area his whole life. So this is home for him. Georgetown's in the Big East, along with Providence. So it's similar to like the if you're the Red Sox manager, you're gonna go coach the Yankees. So I get that sort of thing, but Georgetown is look, it's a blue blood a blue blood program. It's a program that is honestly was very good in like the '80s and the '90s, and has untapped potential uh, for the last couple of years. They've been really bad the last couple of years. It's in Washington D.C. They have so much more money than Providence. They they have a lot more recruits. The NIL stuff it'll be a lot more beneficial there. So is mad at as people are at Ed Cooley, I do think ultimately they'll get over it because Ed Cooley did take them very far. And Providence doesn't have a rich history of college hoops, I'm sorry. So, yeah, you'll, you'll see how good he is when Providence isn't even, like, sniffing the tournament next Exactly. Year. We're going to see how many people decommit uh, along with the fact that who knows who they're going to hire to be their next coach in general. So, yeah. Okay, this people pissed, though. I saw, like, Barstool selling shirts and stuff, so people are pissed. Uh, yeah, people are pissed. People are pretty pissed, though. Hey, you know, that's just... Sometimes that's how it happens. I've seen, look, Johnny Damon wearing the Red Sox and the Yankees. Everybody was pissed, but, you know, time is healed and Johnny Damon come back to Boston. It's all good, you know? Okay, Peter, question four. Um, all right, since we kind of, I'm not going to give you a football question. I, I wanted to since we didn't talk about it, but no, I, do I'll, it. I'll that's save fine. it to you. I'll, I'll, I'll save it to you. No, it, it, breaks the, it breaks the title. I'll give you a basketball question. Actually, yeah, I'll give you a basketball question this one. All right, Peter, Damian Lower to the Portland Trailblazers. He's been there. Again, since, what, the last decade, 12 years, he's been a, a loyal soldier there. In the last couple of weeks, he's kind of been more vocal about not wanting to rebuild in Portland. It doesn't look like they're going to make their play-in tournament. If you're Damian Lillard, where would you want to play next season? Uh, I mean, a cop-out answer, just anywhere good, right? But I don't even think he's going to get moved. He's been in he... trade talks for his whole life. Yeah, but I think he's been, if he's the driving force behind it, then I think it could happen. Um, I'll give you the Lakers. I don't. I don't yeah, care. that's one of the. Yeah, I'll give you five places: the Lakers, the 76ers, the Heat, the Pelicans, and then what was the fifth one I had? I had fi- I had five written down. Five written down, and the um, Charlotte Hornets. No, who was it? Who was it? I had it. Oh damn, Maverick, Jeff. Nuggets, 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 Shot. Denver Nuggets, Denver Nuggets. They can move Jamal Murray for him. They have the assets to do so. So that would be the five destinations for Damian Lillard if he wants to win in the 2023-2024 season, which it feels like he is starting to uh, get It is, behind. but I feel like he's always doing that. It is true. He's, he's getting up there in age now. So, you know, I mean, 
that's probably a big reason. Should have done uh, it like three years ago. Oh my gosh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, question five, Peter. Uh, sticking with basketball, I'm playing you in fantasy basketball this week. It's our semifinals. Oh, it's I the last week. Um, do you, will you beat me? No. How are you so good? I I don't think it's a slam dunk that I win. I don't. I no. Don't. How are you so good? I told you I wanted to stay off of that side of the bracket. I was trying to tank the last like seven weeks of the thing. So so for reference here, right? Oh yeah, Peter. How are you so good? I drafted a good team. I mean, I did. So I had a regular season of record of seventeen and one. I get the one seed. Peter got the five seed at ten and eight. He won his first round matchup, and now he's facing me. Uh, an updated score right now. I'm winning fifteen ninety six to fourteen forty eight. It's a, it's still a close. You could beat me. It's not on. It's not crazy. I mean, I could, but like, I feel like you need some. You, I need if somebody gets hurt for my team, like if. If, I don't know, Giannis misses a week or two, I could be in trouble if, you know, who knows? You know, needs to come back. Cat needs to come back. Holy crap. Oh, Cat is going to come back. Oh, nice. You never know, Peter. You never know. Never know. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah but I don't want to beat you and then lose in the finals because that would be even worse. Oh, that would, dude, I would be so mad if I, if I lose in the finals. You know how mad I would be if I lose in the finals? <laughs> oh. I tell you, what, I was afraid. Well, of I remember you got pissed because that one loss is when we were in Vegas and you weren't paying attention. Yeah, freaking Berg beat me. Yeah, yeah, it was the one loss I had, and I was winning. I just didn't set the. I set the lineup every day, but the Sunday, the, the, the day we went to the the game. Yeah, and he and he scored like three hundred on me that day, and I lost. I didn't want to play Jake's team. Jake's team scared me, but he's out because he had injuries to John Morant and um, well, not no. injuries, but John Morant's out and uh, Lamelo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Peter, we'll have an update next week. So next week, uh, we'll have an update about who won our fantasy basketball matchup. We'll talk some March Madness, and hopefully we'll get some NFL news that uh, hopefully come. Maybe we'll get a landing spot for a couple free agents still available, and uh, we'll talk about MLB opening day. Should be a lot of fun. Talk about Mac Jones leaving the Patriots. Uh, Where's he going, Peter? Where's he going? Anywhere but here. Up yours. (laughs) Hey, huh?